Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Waddle and Sylvie hanging out with you on Valentine's Day. I'm Jeff Meller in for Sylvie today. We've talked a lot of football, went over some of the fallout from the overtime. My, uh, Kyle Shanahan, not Mike, um, talking about what exactly happened a day or so later, explaining it. Not necessarily satisfactory to some. I, I'm surprised that so many people have actually said that they're they're. Not that they're okay with the decision, but they've. I think this is cut and dry. Yeah, to be honest with you. with you, you know, I mean, like I, I, I apply no analytics to this decision or my opinion on this decision, and it's even. I would, I would kick off even if it wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Yes, that that's where I'm but at. But Patrick Mahomes Dude. being the quarterback <laughs> makes it even, just makes yes. it even more egregious, in my opinion. It reinforces it completely. You're so right about that. It, I just get back to simply, I want to have the option of on fourth down knowing if I need to go for it, I can. Right. It's why, you know what, I heard Greeny saying this a bunch, and I agree with him 100%. And I don't, you know, I'm not, I've never been a huge advocate of the overtime rule in college. But nobody, if you win the coin toss, nobody takes the ball. No. Everybody you hate because then you're stuck in a weird position right. where it's like third and nine and you're like, do I kick a field goal? I'm sorry, right. it's fourth and nine and you're like, do I kick the field goal and take the points or should I be trying to go for a touchdown? I mean, that's one of the better arguments as well, Absolutely. isn't it? College football yes. expert Tyler Aki as well. Would you agree? Well, college football at this point, it's it's very odd because now it's like, oh, how many plays you get? Like once you get to the third or the second overtime, you have to start going for two third overtime you're playing from the three yard line now it's like it's i can't even follow that but i'm just saying in general you and kyle shanahan both exactly uh in general like i don't know why nobody would ever take the ball to start overtime at the collegiate level right i said it on sunday after the game i said it on monday with you guys he needs to reevaluate the analytics team there should have been somebody in the room screaming Dude, we get four downs if we if we kick off. And oh, by the way, you're all worried about this third possession. Is anybody considering if we kick the ball off and we get it on the third possession that the team who ties us, if it's a touchdown, they might go for two and not even give us a third possession? Do we want to be in a spot where we need to play defense against that two-point conversion? Or would we rather be the offense trying to convert it? I would want to know as well if somebody he talked about his analytics team. I would want to know what analytics did you guys actually use? Because there has never been an overtime game in the postseason under these new guidelines or these new rules. Were you simulating games? What was going on? Yeah. And what ha- did you uh, did you simulate games with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback versus somebody else as the quarterback? What did your analytics team actually do? What was the exercise they went through? Hey, to Kyle, come to the conclusion that this is what you should do. Kyle, we had intern Pete play the overtime <laughs> 10,000 times on the Madden simulator. Right. 
According to his calculations, 50.1% of the time, we want to kick the – you're the winner if you kick the ball off. So did we think anybody, that's the best. Uh, but did anybody he, bring the, the analytics numbers to the he, conversation? He said that according – I heard him say, according to their analytics team, the team that got the ball in the third possession, according to the, their models that they ran, won 65% of the time. So that's why. But if it gets to that third possession, how many times? How many? When you run the simulations, how many times does it get to the third possession? And by the way, what quarterback dynamics or 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 numbers are you using to come to the conclusion? Kyle, quick question. And when you ran these analytics, how many times was Justin Fields the quarterback of the opposition on the? Why are you starting? Well, I'm doing that because I just want to shift ever so slightly to the. Albert Breer oh, piece segue. of the conversation. Okay. All right, I see the segue move right or there. We could, or we could go right no, back no, to the no, OT no, if you no, want. No, 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 I think it's. A, I thought it, I just didn't. Yeah, you know me. I'm a kind. I'm kind of slow. So I don't know. So. I, I don't know if the quarterback was factored into all the uh, models that they ran, but we do know right now that Justin Fields is currently on the Bears roster with the support of uh, the the. Team president of operations, Kevin Warren. We can play that as well sure. in a little bit. But I think we should. Yes. Uh, maybe we, let's see. Let's do that. Let me see. Jared, Jared Payton that. did a, an extensive interview with Kevin Warren, I think, recently. They, did they? Yesterday, yes. played uh, yesterday? Yes. yes. On, on WGN? Yes. And um, obviously, Jared asked him questions about. Correct. So this is Kevin Warren on Justin Fields, currently under contract for the Bears as their quarterback. Justin has a rare combination of intelligence, of size, of strength, and speed. You forget how big of a, of a man he is until you're up on him. He's not a small man. And so I just think every year he's going to continually get better. Um, and um, so I'm glad he's on the Chicago Bears. So some people read into that as there's hey, a lot of connecting of dots that has taken place with every person that speaks. Now he's the president of the team, so I'm sure this led to a lot of people connecting dots that yes, this was that, a vote of confidence for Justin and makes it more likely that he yes. will maintain his status as the Bears' quarterback. Well, yeah, for those that want Justin Fields to continue to be the Bears' quarterback, I think they were trying to read into that being a sign that he absolutely will be. I would counter with, what would you expect Kevin Warren to say in that position? Mm-hmm. It would be awfully alarming if he said something along the lines of, well, he's on the roster, but Ryan Poles ultimately has the number one overall pick, and we shall see. I that's not something. Yeah, no, and, nor, and nor do I think he was saying what he was saying to try to play the game and enhance the leverage that Ryan Poles has. I just think it's an honest, a, a good question and an honest answer from Kevin Warren. And at the end of the day, this is a decision that will be entrusted to the general manager. Yeah, and so that leads us to Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated NFL insider who you can hear with Cap and Jay Hood every Tuesday around 8.30 right here on ESPN 1000, always filled with interesting nuggets and good thoughts. They asked Albert Breer on Tuesday about his thoughts on what he believes will happen with the Bears and Justin Fields. I think he gets traded. Um, I, I think I've been pretty consistent with that. Like mm-hmm. I, I um, you know, and I'm not going to waver. I, I just think in the end, um, you know, when if you're going to draft Caleb Williams first overall, and I think there's still a likelihood that, um, you know, you want to clear the decks for him, right? And you want to. You know, create you know a, a situation where he knows he's the guy, and you're sinking everything into him. And I, 
I really think like maybe like the uh, the, the the one you want you guys want to look at is is what Houston did with C.J. Stroud. Now they did have Davis Mills, but Davis Mills wasn't a first round pick, right? So nobody was under the illusion that Davis Mills was going to be you know the future there in Houston when they drafted Stroud. And then you know they also had Case Case Keenum in the room, and this is sort of an interesting detail just because. Um, I think it illustrates how um, how teams can do this the right way. Um, you know, in August, obviously there were quarterback injuries across the NFL, and um, the Texans got offers for Case Keenum, and they said no. Um, and the reason they said no is they thought Case was so good for C.J. Stroud, it was so good to have Case in the room for C.J. Stroud, that it wasn't worth a fifth or a sixth or a seventh round pick for them um, to take that out of the room. I, you know, I tell that story because I do think you know, the Texans prioritize creating the right environment in every single way for C.J. Stroud. And, you know, I think if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, it would be on that to do that for him. And so, um, you know, Justin's a great guy, and I don't think that you know anything would get overly toxic. But I think there'd be a natural awkwardness to having a guy who you drafted tenth overall three years ago sitting in the room with Caleb Williams. So I think you would look to remove that. I've said that all along. There's three doors here, right? Yep. There's keep Justin, trade the pick. Mm -hmm. There's trade Justin, use the pick. There's use the pick and keep Justin. I don't... I will be shocked. Stunned. Yes. If if door number three is the the door they open and walk through. Seems like a... And I don't know if I'm like... I will tell you this. If, if, If Ryan Poles selected door number three in that case... I would all of a sudden start to question Ryan Poles' decision making because yeah. I think that's a disaster waiting to happen. I'm with you. I don't. That's not. You're not the Chiefs. This isn't the same situation as Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Don't try to pretend that it is. You've got a young quarterback who is still on his rookie de- deal, who's still trying to prove to the rest of the NFL yes. that he can be a starting quarterback. The right. last thing you want is to put that guy in the room with a number one overall pick who needs probably every rep you could possibly get him during limited practice time in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if you if you don't feel that Caleb Williams, if you draft him, isn't ready to go, your answer, in my opinion, isn't to keep Justin there. It's to, if you, if you want to, bring in a, a low-cost veteran and play him yes. until you feel Caleb Williams Agreed. is ready to play. I just don't think I, I, I think you forego the opportunity to capitalize on Justin's value in a trade. And I just don't think that your team needs that confusion inside their locker room. And oh by the way, then too, you're also giving up the option of you know, whatever quarterback you're trying to get better with, you could be giving them a, a nice piece on the offense, whether it be a wide receiver right. or an offensive lineman with whatever you're not utilizing. You're, you've just got two quarterbacks, you're, you know, you're only using one. Yeah, and I know Shefty has said it's something that they have talked about inside the building, but my, my guess is, is it was a short conversation. You say Shefty. He also said this the other day on Pat McAfee. Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. Which leads us perfectly to what we just saw from Albert Breer's most recent mailbag yeah. uh, on Sports Illustrated. So he was asked from uh, a reader... Mick Mark 25. Could Arthur Smith and Justin Fields cook in Pittsburgh? And this was Albert Breer's response. Mark, yes. In his time as an offensive coach with the Tennessee Titans, Smith was with Jake Locker, Marcus Mariota, and Ryan Tannehill. With the Atlanta Falcons, the coach had Matt Ryan, Mariota, and Desmond Ritter. So he's built an offense over the years that's adaptable to whatever type of quarterback he happens to have. 
Then there's this. Mike Tomlin is as wired into Ohio State as any coach in the NFL, save for the guys like Mike Rabel that actually played there. So he's going to get the goods on fields and know what needs to be done to get the most out of him. Add it up. And I actually think the Pittsburgh Steelers are the ideal landing spot for Fields where he'd enter into a competition with Kenny Pickett, plus having an improving offensive line and talented group of skill players around him. I think it'd work for the Steelers, too, in giving them two shots at finding a long-term answer rather than just one at the position. That said, there's still some merit to going with someone who Smith knows, like Tannehill. We'll see what happens. Uh, this would, I would say, and, and listen, Albert's as good as anybody out there. I would say this. He, and he, I'm, I didn't know that he had close ties with the people at Ohio State. I can tell you this. Mm-hmm. The previous coaching staff here yes. knew exactly what they were getting because Ryan Day is represented by the same person and same agency that represented Matt Nagy and, and, and Ryan Pace. Mm-hmm. So they knew what they were getting as well and couldn't find the right path. I don't I, I, I think that that information is available to everybody. I don't think it goes beyond that. I think, you know, he's a different player now than yeah. he was coming out of Ohio. I was going to say the one thing you've seen is that he can operate and And by the way, at Ohio State. He played a different brand of ball. He was he was killing people from the from the pocket. Like that's where yes, he I did was, his yes. that's where he did his damage because he had an excellent offensive line. Don't get me wrong, he has tremendous skill too. But the group around him dictated that he didn't have to cut and run. I'm, like it really wasn't was like say, if you want to go back and look at tape, go look at at, at at Jalen Hurts, where he ran for better than a thousand yards at, at Alabama at, and in Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Like you go look at Lamar Jackson, where Lamar was running wild and through the air, and yes. Justin did his damage, the majority was, of it from the pocket. I was going to say, I don't think most Bears fans knew what type of athlete they were getting when the Bears, Ryan Poles, I'm sorry, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy drafted. Oh, do I got to do Pace face? I think we've gotten past that, okay. right? I'll let you be uh, we'll the judge. You, I, I'm yeah, not we'll going to argue with you we'll on that one. Um, but I, I, think, I don't think they really knew exactly the type of athlete they were getting when, with Justin Fields when they drafted him. I think we were all surprised Look what, uh, by how good he was. How, right, and yeah. how equipped he was to, to take the football and do things that, that yeah. only he can do. When, when the new staff took over, you saw the offense. They tried to run what yeah. they run up in Green Bay because that's what everyone is running. And then four or five games in, they had to adjust things. And so, I, I look, I, I think having knowledge of of the Ohio State program, and I think this is more about whether or not the, the, the Steelers are definitely going to look to upgrade their quarterback position. Mason Rudolph is going to leave via free agency. They've just gotten rid of Mitch Trubisky, and Kenny Pickett hasn't been good enough. I know that uh, the betting odds, the betting markets have made the Pittsburgh Steelers the odds-on favorites now to acquire Justin Fields. It has shifted. It is now believed that he is most likely, if you want to place a wager, that is going to give you the shortest odds. They're right now the favorite at minus 125, more so than the Bear, even being back on the Bears roster. So what we're hearing from Albert Breer in both that cut from Cap and Jay Hood and, of course, the, uh, the mailbag that he did on Sports Illustrated should come as no surprise to anyone who's playing, paying close enough attention to what's going well, on. I, th- I always thought that it had uh, Arthur Smith stayed in Atlanta. That's what that w- 
yes. would have been the favorite. But now that he's the OC in Pittsburgh, I think that, yeah, it's very likely if, in fact, the Bears do pivot and move, that the Steelers could be a destination for Justin going forward. 312-332-3776 if you want to hop on in. By talk. the way, real yeah. quick, I'll go back to the go thing, ahead. too, about if you're – if, if you're one that believes that they can coexist, a first overall pick, whoever that may be. And people forget also, like, uh, we talked about this earlier. Field Yates, his latest mock came out. He's got Jaden Daniels as the second overall pick. Yes. He's got Caleb one. He's got Jaden Daniels two. He's got Drake May three. So the point I'm making is, is, is that if, in fact, you're one that believes they should draft whoever it is at one Caleb Williams and keep Justin Fields, if I'm Justin Fields' representation, I'm asking them if it's better that they move me because the writing is on the wall. No doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's not prolong this any longer. You use the first overall selection on a quarterback. Yes. You have basically determined my fate whether it's in week one of the season or week four of this whenever it is yes my fate has been sealed let's just get this over with absolutely where he can go and compete for a job and maybe you know show someone else that he could be a starter in this league let's try rob who's in elgin rob you're on waddle and sylvie miller and for sylvie today hi my number one hope for the bears is they look at all reasonable options yes you know keep justin build around him draft caleb you know, that's been talked about a lot Something I haven't heard as much conversation about, is there anybody we'd want to trade for? You're not going to get an elite quarterback, but what about Justin Herbert? Geno Smith passed for over 4,000 yards. I'm not a huge fan of either move, but I just hope the Bears are including that. And I'm not seeing articles written about that as a possibility. So you bring I think those are vastly different types of players, Justin Herbert and Geno Smith, Rob. There's no chance that the Chargers are letting go of Justin Herbert. I believe your, your boy... Jim Harbaugh, right? I think that's that, the reason he took the job. Yes, I mean he has spoken glowingly about Justin Herbert in situations that preceded him taking the job. Greeny told the story on being at a funeral where Jim Harbaugh, you know, he asked Jim Harbaugh, you know, who's the best young quarterback in the league, and he told him Justin Herbert. Yeah, at a funeral, not, he's they're not moving him. No. And look, Geno Smith has had a very nice resurgence in his career, but you're not bringing him in and giving him at the age of what is he, thirty two? giving him a sizable contract and turning things over to him. No, you just, that's... And I don't even know what, like, what trade idea uh, our, our boy had there, but, like, yeah, Geno Smith is not going to command any real draft compensation. I saw, who did I saw Graz, I, yeah, Dan Graziano on Good Get Up the other day saying that keep an eye on the situation in Seattle. Because I believe there's a chance that the Seahawks can get out of that contract without owing him anything, I think, by the end of this week. Mm. Like, so Seattle was actually thinking about drafting a quarterback last year. Maybe they're a team that just keep an eye on it. Like, when you talk about the seats that may be available for a quarterback and who may be out there mm-hmm. that could I'll be potentially what, be moving. Really intriguing now that it's got to push this down the road. But now, Geno Smith as a veteran QB who maybe could teach a number one overall pick? Do you want to spend $25 million I don't want to, to spend that? that much money, but I don't, what, I don't know what the market is for a now 33-year-old Geno Smith either. Yeah, I'm not sure. Interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, I just don't think that door number three, as I described it earlier, is, is highly likely. Yeah. But who knows? Steinhoffel's President's Day Flyaway Trivia Contest is here right now. We're doing it each day this week. Your chance to qualify we're asking you a trivia.
travel trivia question. If you are the first correct caller to 312-332-3776 when we give you the question, if you have the correct answer, you will qualify for a chance to win our grand prize, courtesy of Steinhoffel's, two $500 airline gift cards. After the qualifiers uh, are all in on Friday, we will go ahead and randomly select one grand prize. Will you be winner. running the randomizer? Will that be Tyler? Tyler going to be running the Tyler's randomizer be, on Friday. Yeah. He's all over the randomizer on Friday. Steinhoffel's four-day President's Day sale starts on Friday. No surprise there. You'll get $100 off when you spend over $1,999 and up to $300 in gift cards to either United Air American Airlines, Delta, or Southwest. Nice. With a qualifying purchase, all the official contest rules can be found at ESPNChicagoContests.com. All right, Waddle. It took us a while to get the correct answer yesterday. It did. Over 40 answers, and uh, we finally got our correct answer yesterday. You're involved in this one as well. I am. So, the Waddle and Sylvie travel trivia question today relates to our trip. Which year was it when we went to... Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Derby. So it was 2018. Wow. The year 2018. Such a glorious trip. Now, it rained like hell on that Saturday. Yes, it became the rainiest derby in Derby's history. I believe it was uh, usurped the the very next year. I think it was actually even rainier. And I believe this was the derby where the winner was actually taken down. Right? Wasn't he? Because wasn't there an objection? Oh, I remember this. Yeah? I My think buddy, this was who it. is the biggest mush of all time, Had was him. doing cartwheels that he finally got a bet right. Was it maximum security? I don't remember the name of it. I um, think the horse mm-hmm. got taken down because of a disqualification, didn't he? But he was doing cartwheels that he finally got a bet right, and then... He had it taken off the board because of the objection. He was losing his mind. Was this 2018, did you say, Miller? Well, in 2018, Justify was the winner. Okay, so... So I don't know if... I think that was a different year, if I'm not... Was it 2019? It might have been. It might have been the next year that you're talking about. But that is not the question. Let's... Uh, yeah, we'll, I think it was we'll 2019. I think 2019, that's not the year we were there. We were there in 2018. Um, there's a very specific reason why I know that year okay. so well. I want to ask the folks out there. Here's the question. What did I, Jeff Meller, forego instead of... You an, went on the trip with us to the Kentucky Churchill Derby. Downs and Kentucky Derby. It was a show trip. Me, you, right. Sylvie, Adam Odala. We all went down to Churchill Downs with a bunch of listeners who went with us. We drove down, had a great, fabulous time. There was something going on in my life. Yes. On that weekend, that specific, on Kentucky Derby Saturday, something important happening in my life. Yes. That I missed. Your dedicated employee. So that I could be with Waddle and Sylvia. And then you get pissed at me because... Rightfully so. Well, come on. You hung me out to dry. That's not true. You did. Do we have a winner? 312-332-3776 if you have the correct answer. What did Jeff Meller in his personal life forego over the Kentucky Derby weekend to actually take the trip with us? Yes. We took a bus down. A bunch of listeners came with us. Yes. And we went to the Kentucky Derby. What did you forego in your own personal life to be with us? Now... We made plans the night before about which bus we were going to go on to go to the Derby on Saturday morning, yes. right? Yes. 
And I told you I was going to sleep in. You did. Well, no. You were like, I don't know if I want to get there and be there all day long. Right. I might want to, because I think they were leaving like at 9 a.m. It was yeah. it was an early wake-up call, and we were out late. It was a long trip down. And so you said, I think I might actually Uber over and meet them an hour or two later. Right, a little later. And I said, fantastic idea, Waddle. I'll go with you. You said, all right, let's do it. We'll just Uber over. We'll meet the group an hour or so after the bus heads Then I got up in the morning and changed my mind. Yeah, you did. And then what did I do? I called your room or sent you a text. No, 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 you didn't call me. You texted me. I texted you and say I'm leaving early on the earlier trip. Yes. You said, you know what? I changed my mind. And what were you doing? Sleeping. I was sleeping. So you didn't get the text. We had made a pact. What kind of brothers the night before? What grown man is still asleep at 9 o'clock in the morning? A grown man who had, at that point... Had uh, young children who frequently kept me up. Your kids were like nine years old at the time. Nevertheless, they were eight. I was taking advantage of uh, sleeping in. I had a hotel room to myself. I was going to sleep in because my brother, Tom Waddle, had told me that he was going to go over plans. and Uber with me. Change we were going to hit up Churchill How Downs else together. was I going to be able Arrived to alert you that there was late. a change of plans? You could have called. You just texted. I didn't. I, I don't have my text dinging and waking your, me you up. You put your phone on. If, if it's your phone's on silent, it isn't going to vibrate. No, it, it's not, you're it not going to wake up to your phone vibrating on the on the if counter. It, if it's on the nightstand, I will. It looks like we might have ourselves the winner. Sean is in Edison Park. Sean, what did I miss in my own personal life to be with Waddle and Sylvie at the Kentucky Derby, my friends? Your anniversary somehow. Yes, I remember listening to this. Saying, Holy cow, Miller! Wow. Uh, you are correct, Sean. It wasn't Sean. just a random one either, was it? No, no, it wasn't just your casual, you know, fifth, seventh. It was the tenth wedding anniversary that, right. that I was uh, missing in, uh, to be with Waddle and Sylvie and all the uh, fantastic ESP 1000 listeners out there who went with us. So, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, Sean, you are qualified to the Steinhoffels uh giveaway that we have going on the president's day flyaway trivia contest thanks for being a loyal listener sean we appreciate it good job you are sean. Correct, sir so there you go awesome who wouldn't want to spend their 10th wedding anniversary with waddle and sylvie or you obviously did had what'd yeah. you say you didn't want to is that no, what you no, were no, going to say did i have a choice i don't know did you i don't know you have skipped out on trips in the past haven't skipped you out i haven't skipped out when have I skipped out have on Have you trip? stayed home for trips in recent years when we've gone places? Not usually. It doesn't you, feel like you have traveled with us as frequently as you did in the past. Mm. Am I right about that, Tyler? I don't know. Maybe we just haven't traveled we'll as much as in the past. No, I said that it feels like Meller hasn't gone to all of our away trips in recent we years. We haven't had many trips lately. That's true. Yeah, I think uh, COVID put a damper on a lot of the trips for for quite some time. Well, now COVID we're back was in the like swing. Three years ago, wasn't it? I know. It? You know what, though? It, it wasn't just like a, like okay. a, like a one-month thing. It, I think well, it, took, it took a yes. little time yeah. to, no, you're to right. get back I mean, into the full swing of things. I wasn't suggesting that it was a week-long you know, yeah. illness. Um, all right, so we've got that covered. Don't worry, tomorrow we've got another chance for you to qualify to the Steinhoffel's President's Day Flyaway Trivia Contest. Again, courtesy of our friends over at Steinhoffel's and celebrating their four-day President's Day, which starts on Friday. All right, coming up next, Aki's A-List here on ESPN 1000. It's time for Aki's A-List. From the mind of the man who understands the four P's of Waddle's world, Aki's A-List. 
The top questions and topics floating around in Tyler Aki's mind. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Aki's A-List on ESPN Chicago. Tyler Aki, illustrious producer of the Waddle and Sylvie show. Did you say illustrious? I did. Is That's that okay? a great, dis- great description. He's very Thank uh, you. You are illustrious. Sometimes. He's good at his job. Is Kembo's is a, an illustrious cat too back there. He's got an illustrious stash. Appreciate that. Thank you, fellas. Got that flavor saver rocking. Yeah. He's a good dude as well, not just uh, a man who could grow a mean mustache. Yeah, he's a good man. Everything except for the fact that he's an Arsenal supporter, but I don't hold that oh, against really? him. Oh, so really? So it's okay. Really? I, is, there, is there like, is I would assume maybe that the, the soccer rivalries are even more intense than the football rivalries. Oh, pff, not even close. They're far, yes. Far, by far and away. Okay. Right. You think Packers and Bears fans hate each other? Boy, you well, go to. Well, we aren't direct rivals. That's true. We're, they, just, we're in, just rivals because they're both good. Yeah. Okay. In, in direct competition, it's All like, right. you know, it's like the Chiefs and the Ravens. You know what I mean? Okay. I got you. All right. All right, Tyler Aki. What is in today's A-list? All right. So, Field Yates. Take your time because we're going to stretch out for this as well. Yeah. Kick back, relax, and enjoy. All right. Field Yates released his first mock draft. We had Field on the show last week. And obviously all the mock drafts these days have the Bears taking Caleb Williams number one. The interesting thing to me whenever I read one of these mock drafts is who they have the Bears taking at number nine. Yes. And in this piece here that Field put together, he took Layatu Latu, the edge rusher out of UCLA, who five years ago had to retire because of a neck injury, but he did transfer out of Washington and into UCLA, and then they deemed, those doctors deemed that he did not have to medically retire. And he had an illustrious run there. Was fantastic with the Bruins. But I ask Good you this. How comfortable are you taking a guy who had to medically retire five years ago with the ninth overall pick? At first blush, I would say I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm not a doctor, though. I don't have access to his medicals, and I don't know exactly what the story is. There may be a good explanation. There may be somebody that could say, hey, look, I know it sounds really bad, and it sounds like something you should be really concerned with, but let me talk you down from that. I don't know. I I that would be a confusing one for me. The kid can play, had a fantastic run at UCLA. I heard, I read somewhere that somebody who was at the Senior Bowl saw him and he really didn't in, impress as yeah, much. Yeah, it wasn't as impressive. I don't believe he played in the game. I think he practiced and then left, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I don't think I would, you know, not draft him based on that. Yeah, the last two seasons he's had uh, 10 and a half and 13 sacks for UCLA. I know they did. I've read up a little bit on it because, it, you know, he is a guy who could be a target for the Bears. And I will say that I know when he got to UCLA, they told him he just he needed to do some neck strengthening program. For I'm just saying. For <laughs> no, a, no, I know. They're like, that's wow. How are we going to fix this? You have been medically disqualified from playing here at what University of Washington. So you get in the car and drive down to UCLA, and they say, "Ah, you know what? Just do some neck, some neck muscle, you know, strengthening the, uh, exercises. Field neck weights. What's you the remember old you just put the cage over your head and the chains, and then you just moved your head back and forth. The neck, like it's almost like that's a terrible idea. You're probably horrible break your neck. idea. 
hey, th- hey, <laughs> hey, lots you throw this, throw this uh, neck strengthening uh, machine on and uh, do a few reps of these. Yeah. Give me three. I'm telling three you, it was like 12. it was like a Frankenstein hat. Yes, you know what I'm saying. I do. And it, have, do you, have you ever seen this, Tyler? Yeah, I think I know and, what you're and, talking about. Yeah, and Kembo, it's got, and then it's got chains that come down <laughs> that like it, you attach weights to. Yes, like yes. you put like a 30 pound weight in the middle of it, and then you just sit there and you do neck raises. It sounds like a medieval torture device. It, is, it looks like it too. And if you if you do it the wrong, you probably decapitate yourself. Yes, I mean it's like. This is I'm a reason you don't you, see it around the gym anymore. Back in the day, and it was uh, like get that thick neck going. I had a thick neck back in the plane. He, oh, oh, yeah. oh, there's pictures yeah. from the pictures of oh, yeah. Mr. Thick because Neck I over there. Because I used to do those exercises. You used to do shoulder shrugs, and you used to do all the stuff that I think I guarantee you. They retired that device, yeah. that harness device, years <laughs> ago. There's no doubt about it. Long before either of you were probably, or before you were born. For so sure, I would have Tyler. to do a lot of research and a lot of, I uh, wouldn't cross him off my list. I just. Listen, like at the Combine, I'm sure the the, the Bears medical team yeah. will do an extensive you know research on what they see and what yes. they do and don't like. And he may or may not be disqualified from the right. board for a lot of teams based on his history. So I wouldn't be surprised to actually see him fall farther in the draft than this may have uh, for most teams out there. So um, I would be a little concerned. I'd rather, if they go edge rusher, I'd rather Dallas Turner. How long has he played with this condition? How long was he playing? Well, he he played two years for UCLA. UCLA. It was 2019. Did he he have any residual issues? I don't know. No, he played played healthy for the last two years. He's played well. Okay. Um, So, yeah. I know. I know. Field still at the ninth, the top ten pick on yeah, somebody with that it, kind it of history. Feels a little. Field That's has that big thing though, because it's one thing if we're talking about a second round pick and right. you're taking a chance on a guy who's a top ten talent in the second round. Agreed. But when you've got a top ten pick and you can't really afford to miss yeah. on something in the side of the top ten, it gets me a little squeamish. Not, listen, Michael like Penix that. has had two ACL injuries. I don't want the Bears to draft him at nine. No, either. I, I know. But I Michael know, Penix I didn't have to medically retire once upon a That's time. That's true. I'm, now, again, it's, this may be an apples to oranges comparison, but this is one of those guys who, like, none of us can accurately put him anywhere on a mock draft no. because you, it's uh, I have no idea. That all comes down to the medical yes. team and whether they sign off. And, and I, mean, I don't know, like, if you've got thirty-two team doctors, how many of them would say yes, thumbs up? How many of them would say no, thumbs down? Or how many of them would say, hey, I don't even want to, you know, yeah, whatever. It's it's, it's and no thanks. I I hope they go in a different direction, um, from my from my personal standpoint. Okay. All right, this was a conversation we had a little bit earlier in the show talking about Brock Purdy. And I think the future of Brock Purdy, because right now we know he is probably the cheapest quarterback right now in the NFL, I'd have to imagine, if I had to survey through. Oh, I through. can't imagine that there's of a... all the quarterbacks in the NFL. There's not uh, a starting quarterback that makes less than him. I mean, he's at about $1 million. There's the, always the story that he has a roommate because, A, he lives in San Francisco, and, B, he's making only like a mil right now yeah. off of a, a seventh-round draft pick salary at the moment. But Brock Purdy, eventually his contract will come to an end, and eventually the Niners will have to make a decision. If you were the Niners, let's say you had to make this decision this year, and you're drafting 31st overall, you don't know if you're going to be in the quarterback market that late in the first round, but how would you handle a Brock Purdy contract moving forward? If you had to give him an extension, or you could pass on him and say, you know what, we're we're good here with Brock Purdy. 
When do I have to? I don't have to make the you decision. You don't have right to now. now. He's got two more years right. left. Because he's, he's not a first deal. round pick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the last pick of the draft, so he only has a four year deal. Right. So he's got this upcoming season there's, and one more after. There's no reason. In, I but, mean, as sad as it is. How about uh, Brandon Allen is making more money than, yeah, than, uh, than I Brock mean, Purdy? I don't know. I, I think you, he's, you know, you. If you had to make a contract decision on him this year, let's say he was up. What are you doing? Uh, you give him? Don't you give him the Daniel Jones deal? Maybe more than that. I mean, I don't Would think I? I can't. I can't give a guy the full bag, like two hundred fifty million dollars, based on two years, even as good as his stats were. I need to see a little. Yeah, more. because again, this is this gets back to the conversations about guys like Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. The moment I have to pay you the monster money, I need to be sure that you're a quarterback who can elevate the roster around me because I know I can't... When you lose pieces. I can't have the same roster around you that I've had in previous years. So, um, you know, I got to find a happy medium. He's going to have to play, you know, like we're talking about Geno Smith. Geno Smith, the deal that he got, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if Brock Purdy would be willing to accept that if he was a free agent, but, you know... That it's like that's the type of money. Or remember the Ryan Tannehill deal? Yeah. Um, when he was playing well for the Titans, when they made, when they came to a, like, I'd be looking for it to try and you know come to terms on a deal like that. Even Daniel Jones, that that seemed like a bad deal when they made it at the time. I wasn't in love with four, you know four years for one hundred and sixty. If I'm them, I tried. I would if I had to. I'd try to keep him in 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 the fold. But again, I don't think that. I don't think it's necessary that you would have to. I mean, you could always franchise him if you know you didn't come to terms yeah. with him. You know what I Hell, mean? If honestly, if one of the reasons could also you franchise that, him with within the confines of the cap. Well, you may have to. You may have to move some guys around. That's well, we're one talking of the, the about benefits. Debo Samuel and, yeah, that's one of the benefits of keeping him at this low rate is that you can still have this really, you know, outstanding roster. Listen, because of what he's as, making, and as much success as Kyle Shanahan has had with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, in you know, and then you've you've always seen. Listen, they they weren't always winning at the same clip, but you've seen guys like Nick Mullins, C.J. Beathard go in in a Kyle Shanahan offense and function well enough where they could at least be competitive. They're not on Purdy's level, but you know, Jimmy Garoppolo went to a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan, so I do feel like if Kyle was forced to choose between paying Brock Purdy. 40 plus million dollars a year or maybe just run it with like a like a Sam Darnold on on a 5 well, that million was the story right he would have been very comfortable if Sam Darnold just was this quarterback this year I do think that's you know I, I'm not saying he's as but good I, as Purdy. Yeah, but I think that's underselling how good Purdy was. So, but, it, but if you could, if you have the choice of Sam Darnold and then Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, and McCaffrey and Trent Williams in that offensive line versus Purdy, and you got to start cutting guys out, I don't know. I don't know. I'd still, I would keep him. I would find a way to keep him. I just, again, I don't Who are think... you willing to lose, though, in, in order to keep Purdy? Like, if, if it means you have to sit, cut ties with Debo and Ayuk? Yeah, like, it, it sounds like the Ayuk rough, uh, feathers are ruffled at yeah, this point. I, well, I mean, listen, again, I thought Yurko made a great point. As much as you love Debo Samuel and what he means to that, that team, he's carrying a $29 million price tag next year. And then you also have to think about who would be most tradable or who could get you most in return. And as much as you don't want to wave goodbye to really good players, I mean, if you could trade Debo Samuel and get a a first in something from him for him, wouldn't you consider it if you had to make a, a move? 
I think I would. I believe that that Ayuk is a better pure receiver. Is he a better player? No. I'm cu- I'm cu- I'm fascinated to see what happens because I don't know if anyone's gonna. I agree with you. Ayuk is a better route runner, I think, and as because a receiver. Because Debo Samuel, yeah. like we all love him because he's like the Swiss Army knife. Yes, he doesn't play the position like no. Justin Jefferson or Devontae Adams or Jamar Chase. Here's one what, real quick, and then we'll we'll hit a break here. What's the more fascinating off season? Is it the Niners or is it the Bills? I, well, who's cap space wise? Who's up against it more? Because I saw the 49ers have a lot of guys, but who are f- free agents. But at the same time, a lot of the players who are free agents on the Niners roster aren't guys who necessarily are difference making players. My assumption is that you're saying you're asking that question Oof. because there's conversation about Stephon Diggs, not Stephon being... Diggs, among other people. Yeah. Too. But, so right now, as it stands, according to OverTheCap.com, the Niners are three point seven million dollars over. The current cap, whereas the Bills are $51 million over the cap. Uh, the, the Bills have lots of cuts to make. I'm curious to see where Stefan Diggs ends up because he was not happy when the season ended. Yeah, I think that probably the Bills have the, the more interesting offseason ahead for them. I do. Yeah. All right, let's do more of Aki's A list on the other side of this break here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. We've got a good topic for the second second half of Hockey's A-List. We're playing, uh, Z-Pack and I are playing... Guess the White Sock. Okay, Z-Pack was just giving me the business. You want to you want to yeah. explain why, Kevin? So we crossed paths uh, in the uh, the bathroom there. Uh, I was did walking you guys out. Share a urinal? No, I wish okay. we did. Why would we? Why I would don't we put, share a uh, urinal? Quick impromptu That's... game of swords. I don't know. So I was lightsaber. I was walking out. You were walking in. Yeah. And uh, and then so you come back in the studio with the the paper towels from the bathroom. Yeah. You're, you're drying your hands while you're in transit mm. and then you throw away your bathroom soiled paper towels so mr in the mr. studio clean in there mr clean you i'm know? not saying mr he's, clean he's i'm just got saying nine nicotine packs in his mouth right now <laughs> these are uh factory sealed okay uh, i'm just saying flag on the play and i'm saying to you i have i have soaped up my hands i've washed my hands for 20 seconds in the sink and then I've gone to grab three paper towels, and I'm drying my hands off. You What's leave that di- in the bathroom what is the with you. My hands are clean. I've just yeah, washed just, them. But, like, I think it's odd that you come back in here to throw out your yeah, You shouldn't be spending time in You there. shouldn't be, be bringing back anything here. back with you from the you bathroom. Be, I, I'm drying my hands as I come back Keep in. Keep it in there. Waddle's Furda. He's Furda. What does that mean? Furda. Furda. Furda boys. What? You want to come hang out with your bros? You, you're in a hustle to get back here with the boys. Do you feel like you did? Like, how do yeah, you Yeah, I think they're being a little extra sensitive Thank there. You. Yeah. I'm not like, sensitive. I just think it's odd that you decide to throw your paper towels out here as opposed to the bathroom. He's a man, of the, he's a man of the people. Well, I just don't he, even like, know. Like, my Berta, hands are clean. Berta wants my, to be if, with if his if boys. If I had gone straight from, from handling my stuff and going to the bathroom and didn't wash my hands and grabbed a paper towel and brought it in, I get it. Those are soiled I rags. Just, 
I have just mm. washed my hands. I mean, you, you could, brought, he listen, could. you brought your body in here after being in the bathroom. Why don't you keep your ass outside he could in have. the hallway? You can sit out there, mister. I mean, he, he could have been in such a hurry he didn't even wash his hands. Right. He could just rush right in here. You guys would have not even known. Would have, uh, and all of a sudden, right. there's just a completely filthy, unwashed water walking into right. the room with you guys. Okay, let's talk about something that actually makes some what, sense. Yeah, what else we got? We got a hoop story. What did you want to get to, uh, Tyler? I, I want to get to this Cubs story. All right, because we got the sound earlier from Jed saying that they're in the night or the closest warming, warming up. up. When I read that, I thought it was like a misprint or something. I didn't realize I wasn't. I think it was, was slowed to the uptake. Yeah, because again, he earlier. He's playing off of, yeah. About a month ago, he mm-hmm. said they were in the fifth inning of where they were at in terms of free agency. Okay. And so that's why the timeline now is the closest gotcha. warming up. Gotcha. But I ask you this, all right? Edbert Azlai's uh, warming up. Yeah, he's is got he the, your closer he's, this year? He's stretching or is he your closer? Or is it, now, or is yeah. it Hector Neris? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I ask you this. Is there a, a when is your worry date if you're a Cubs fan? Maybe it's already passed. I think it's you should be worrying. Um, yeah, because no matter what, even if it's like I think we've talked about this, just bringing back Cody Bellinger still feels like it leaves you a little bit empty. And at this stage, I can't imagine it's going to be Bellinger and Chapman no. coming <laughs> coming no. to the Cubs. No, and so I don't know. I I think I'm a little worried if I'm a Cubs fan. I don't love. What you've done in the offseason, you know, I think a lot's being thrust onto Pete Crow Armstrong's shoulders to be an answer. I, you can't be afraid to make mistakes either. I mean, you can't. Well, you've got to get over the Jason Hayward contract, people. You just do. I laugh because every time I go to roster resource and check out like the teams, like what their starting opening day lineup looks like. Jason Hayward's contract is, is still on the no, Cubs. No, no, no. He's always in the Dodgers starting lineup, which right. just makes me laugh. And because, actually playing decent baseball. Yes, yes. But, you know, for a far less uh, number on the books. But you can't be continually to no. be afraid of making a mistake. Do your due diligence. Don't be silly about it, but don't be afraid to take your swing. I, look, I think I think Jed thinks they got the best out of Bellinger last year. And I don't like, you know, I think Jesse, There's maybe this is where I differ a little bit from Jesse. I don't think Cody Bellinger, you know, for any type of real big money, is a great investment. I think there's concerns. Really? How about five years? Five years, $25 million a year. No? Mm. Too long? Too much? You'd take him on the south side, for crying out loud. Oh, please. We don't even venture into, I know, into, but like, into you, nine you could figures. Only be You're so, crazy. You could only that's be, crazy talk. You'd only be so lucky to have someone the quality of Cody Bellinger on the south side. This is true. This is true. What else you got? I just, I, well, for me, like, I can't get worried until these guys are off the board. Like none of the, well, you can say that, but you're you know you, you're starting you, the worry is starting to build. It has to. If it, if, if Bellinger reups with the Cubs mm-hmm. and that's it, you you happy with the offseason as a Cubs fan, Tyler? I mean, I know they're not going to win the World Series, but you can get to the playoffs. Eh, that's a product of the division, though, isn't it? I think you could get to the playoffs even as like a wild card. How much would it sting if you went through this and the brute you got the. Craig Council and the Brewers still win the division. I mean, if the Brewers won the division... Without Corbin Burns, by yeah, the way. Right. Yeah. If, the, if the Brewers won the division, that would be okay. an unbelievable failure on right. this season. I just don't think the Brewers are all that equipped How to... How much would it sting, though? I know. They're, they're probably picked to finish, what, just ahead of the Pirates, maybe? I, I It would sting a lot. Like yeah. That would be a major black eye on on the cubs if if they get ousted by the brewers this season i will 
I will say, for what it's worth, Fangraph's projections right now is a little bit surprising to me. Have the is this uh, or is this last year's numbers? Are these projections? Or hang on, I'll let me get you're to the this baseball before I actually. Expert. Well, I'm just. Why don't we listen. do it when we come back? Yeah, let's Why let's take a quick time out. Take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll uh, talk a little bit more baseball here since it is uh, pitchers and catchers. Jed Hoyer spoke uh, earlier today, and we'll uh, let you know the latest on what's going on in Kansas City as well. Some tragedy there, which kind of sucks to talk about, but uh, it is the news of the day. Waddle and Sylvie Miller, and for Sylvie on ESPN 1000.